This is Cody from Teenage Bottle Rocket in Willingtons, and you're listening to The Dummy Room. This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. Greetings, Dummy Room. I'm Jody Have Not, joined as always by Nasty Nate Menace. Hello. What's up, dude? And returning to the Dummy Room, we have Mr. Grim Deeds. Hello, friends. Picture Grim up, Deeds man? in the in the corpse paint on the beach right now. Yeah, yeah. Grim, you are in. Uh, you're on location in Hawaii. Do you wanna go straight to Hawaii? Hawaii, straight to Hawaii. Oh, you wanna go? vacation with the family and um uh in the middle of a, an active volcano right now floating really? some lava. yeah wow so you were there for christmas yep we were there for uh past week just uh, hanging out on oahu and taking in the sights feasting and going to the beach it's been pretty awesome that's awesome yes you hit us up to do uh to be part of your blog which yeah, was pretty man. cool. I was shocked. I was like, so was I. "That's not that's not what we do." But uh, so you sent us some questions, and Jody's idea was this would just be a lot easier just to have you on the show. And I said, "What a treat!" <laughs> Sign me <laughs> up. But you're still it's still going to be on your blog, so we're going to kind of uh, yeah. crisscross them together somehow. We'll figure that out. But um, yeah. yeah. So hey, I got to hit you up real quick about something before we start. 
Um, okay. Last time you were here, I don't think we played any Grim Deeds music. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why, but I also got a bone to pick with you. You never... Okay. Maybe you did, and I missed it, but the, the Dumburger stuff, when that came out, yeah. you never... We never got, like, any kind of... We didn't get anything sent to us. Yeah. So we never I'm really talked about, about that. that. But No, no, not a big deal. But, man, that stuff's pretty cool, man. Yeah. You've got Thanks. some really good songs on both of them. Um, Girl yeah. My Dreams is a fucking great one. Every day I wake up full of dread. Reality hits me like a ton of lead. And I'm as lonely as the day before, you know. At least at night I can't dream of my girl. I'm wearing love in my subconscious world. And all my fantasies come true with her, you know. I've ever talked about it like in an interview or anything and I, I think some people don't even realize it's me but it is so it's like my other project where you know Grim Deeds is kind of topical like talk about gnarly feelings or just weird stuff that comes into my head but I wanted to do one where it was just focused on really, really catchy pop punk because you know that's where my heart is so I, I went for it and uh, I'm going to do another one too cool yeah right on when I heard it, I mean, it sounds like you, but it's just a little bit more like love songs, like you're saying, you know? Yeah. It's good yeah, stuff, man. It's a bit more uh, toned down, I guess you could say. I, I just want to write more timeless songs for that project and, you know, not a bunch of, like, crazy, dark, depressing stuff. Just something <laughs> a bit more uplifting that I could share with more people. And, and, you know, just for myself, it's satisfying, too. Yeah. Nice. I dig that stuff, man. So, you know the motif with the like 
the first one's me with my glasses on, you know, looking cheesy, yeah. and then the second one is my son. Uh, okay, I was going to ask third, you if that was your son. Yeah, that's that's Logan, and then the third one uh, is going to be Cody wearing the glasses. <laughs> cool. I'm going to probably like <laughs> do a different person each time, and I asked him if he would do it, and he said he would. So that's him probably awesome. this week. See if he'll take a photo because I what I usually do with Dumberger is I write all those songs like super fast. I just record it all over spring break like that's what i've done the past two times and i just write a song a day and record it and then by the time i'm done spring breaks over and i just say all right there it is yeah nice i always have thought it was so crazy how like prolific you are dude you're cranking out a song <laughs> like all these songs like you turn around and it's like there's a new grim deed song and then the next day boom there's another one how do you do it you have to be willing to compromise on certain things because very few of my songs are properly recorded most of it's home recorded and yeah you know i've gotten a little bit better at doing that but you know certain bands and certain people would definitely prefer to just be patient and wait until you can get into a studio and make it sound proper you know right. and i think in the digital age with what i want to do which is just write a lot of songs and put out a lot of songs um the problem really is is not ideas or uh you know being productive i can i can write a song a day and record a song a day easily just because I, <laughs> I i think it's just you know it's just the way my brain works it always has lent itself to like certain patterns of rhyme and melody and i've been listening to this music so long it's just all there it's all in my head it's right. just kind of a matter of okay do i want to do it today or not and it's really just a matter of sitting down and doing it and uh i realize like okay well why not just do it? And and I haven't really regretted it because I think it's better if you're a creative person. It always feels better to just do it, to do the creative yeah. thing, uh, not hold back. But, you know, it's it's a bummer that not all of it sounds that great, like sonically. But uh, I, I stand behind most of the, the songs, you yeah, know. It's pretty impressive, songs. dude. Thanks. What I think you should do is you should record a, a song every single day. And then, like, <laughs> and then at the end of the year, dude, you have a box set release that has 365 tracks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Every year. That would be something. Well, I don't know if you guys are aware, but I, I have one album where I, I took a bunch of songs and re-recorded them with, like, real drums. And my friend uh, Cedric helped me. He's a Swedish guy that I've, I've collaborated with for a long time. And he's a heavy metal musician, so he's really talented and has good gear at home and he records it at home but it sounds like it's from a studio so he's helped me with that and i'm gonna do another one like the next grim deeds that comes out is going to be another compilation of songs that he will record uh, all the instruments and i'll just do the redo the vocals so it'll sound great and uh that's kind of what i've figured like i put out a bunch of songs and then save the ones that are yeah. that i think are best from like the past year and then just put out a, a proper release that way so then i can kind of you cool. know like pick the cream of the crop and i'm double dipping because i'm already like saying here's the song you know just on my band camp and then later on i can put it out it's like i get the instant gratification and then i i have someone who i can work with to make it eventually sound the way it should sound you know mm, yeah. pretty cool yeah it's an interesting approach well and it's, so, i mean similar to what you guys do because you have a weekly show i mean you're prolific yeah. in your own right and i know that and what i'm going to get into when i talk to you guys is like the whole process and all the you know the details of, of what's involved to produce a, an episode because i know it's, it's pretty involved you know all the editing and the audio and 
I mean, Jody, you composed and recorded the theme song too, right? Well, I came up with the music in the dummy room champ, but then I sent that to Nate, and then he was the guy that came up with the idea to put in all the little, you know, Riff Randall and all that shit. You know, the icing on the cake. Yeah, and that's something. See, that's why I wanted to interview you guys. Like, the way that you contribute to the scene is very significant, and it has become, you know, like I I was saying in one of my questions, like, I think it's like the successor to the Pop Punk Message Board, and it's like this hub it's a community hub and it's something that people look forward to, but it's also, it's artistic and it's, um, it, it combines like a lot of cool aspects of being creative, but also like archiving and interviewing and you throw in music and your playlists are always on point. And, and then now there's a record label, you know, and then there's uh, the laid back band and it's just like, holy shit, like these guys are really uh, doing their part. And i I've always felt that it was a unique contribution and something that was going to stand the test of time and become like, you know, I think its own legend in a way. So <laughs> I don't know about all that, man, but thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, you're going to put uh, Cody on the next Dumberger album. And yeah, he'll be, he'll be on there. <laughs> yeah, we just had Cody on a few weeks ago. So let's uh, let's do a little game where we will decide the greatest Cody song. Well, that would be perfect because okay. he's, he's my favorite and he's a good friend of mine. So I really would love to do that. Yeah, yeah he was fun. a blast to have on. So, yeah. yeah, let's do that when we're done with this. But you want to get started with it right away? For sure. I definitely do. We have news for beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. Any of you that have ever felt stepped on, left out, picked on, put down. Why don't you just come down here and join us, okay? This is the exclusive Grim Deeds interview with you. I'm flipping the script today <laughs> on uh, Nate and Jody, and I'm going to interview them. So let's let's go for it. Thrilled to be here. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so question number one. Number one. I first want to say congratulations on the show it is definitely a success it is something that i look forward to each week it's incredible that you guys have kept the momentum going and as you've kept it going you've had awesome guests you know every week new surprises sometimes ones that i can't even believe i mean like the most recent one cj ramon i mean now that you've had ramon on the show that's like a whole nother level and plus you've had all pretty much all my favorite songwriters so far and um you guys do a great job, you know? So when you began, I want to know, like, how did you decide to go with a podcast? Because no one else was doing that at the time. And you guys obviously knew what you were doing because from the beginning, it, it has always sounded proper. You had an intro song, you had a, a format, a motif, you have these different segments that are, um, you know, kind of your trademark. And it's very uh, well-produced. And I just want to know, like, what... What was the original idea, and how did you guys collaborate to make it happen? Oh, man. Well, thanks for all the kind words, Grim. Man, yeah. It's very nice of you to say those sorts of things about our stupid little show. But I had been like doing a different podcast for a while, and I always wanted to do a, like, a punk rock podcast, like, like The Dummy Room. But, and I, I had a few false starts. Like I had a show for a little while called Rock and Roll Radio, which is basically the same thing. It's just I could never find that perfect co-host. You know what I mean? Like 
I even mm-hmm. did like four or five episodes with my with my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Just because mm-hmm. she's like the only one that really knew what I was talking about. But I eventually met Nate in the weirdest of situations. Wouldn't you say, Nate? Yeah. So Jody, uh, as far as all the technical stuff, all the audio stuff, he was a uh, uh, you know a seasoned um, semi professional. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that all on him. But um, yeah, when we first met, after we started, after we met, you know, we just started talking about it, and um, you know, I knew nothing about podcasts. I didn't listen to podcasts other than his. Um, I didn't really even ever want to do one, but he just asked, and it seemed like uh, I didn't really even care that it was a podcast. It just seemed like it was going to be fun just to talk to him about cool bands and punk rock and shit. So yeah, <laughs> and it totally is. Yeah, man, I remember the day that I asked you because we'd been on the phone for like an hour chatting like schoolgirls about wine press and Jagger Holly and the fucking windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> Same shit, <laughs> different day. And I'm like, you know what, dude? You cool. should just be my co-host and we should fucking do this. Because you know, he knows everything. That we're like basically the same person. You know what I mean? We grew up in yeah. the same yeah. way, listen to the same bands, you know? Yeah. So it was just like, fuck it, let's do it. So now we have some show, and it's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, you had the, the podcast before, but having Nate there to play off of, I think you guys, the way you interact, it's very natural, and it, it the chemistry is good, and you both have good voices that each are, you know, kind of unique and, and fun to listen to. Plus, <laughs> like you were saying, you both know your stuff. Like, you're both very... Um, well versed in our little bubble of pop punk, and I, I can't. We, it comes across in a very sincere way, and it's like I'm a fan. You're, you guys are fans, and it's exciting to listen to that because you know, in my daily life, I don't get to talk about pop punk music with anybody. No one cares, you know. But right. there are people, to do, and we have a scene, and it's. A, I think the community has become more vibrant, you know, and probably in the past decade because of you know people like you guys, like reaching out and forming community so it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's been really fun man that's the bottom line for me is just like i get to you know have my little poker night out with the guys but it's just me (laughs) sitting here on my laptop talking to nate usually you know and various cool guests that we grew up like basically worshiping you know what i mean yeah so it's been really fun you guys are are you guys in different locations like nate you're in lacrosse right yeah lacrosse wisconsin uh-huh. And Jody, where are you? I'm in the suburbs of St. Louis. Okay. So totally like you're yeah. just remotely communicating every time you do an episode. Yeah. So yep. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, because I notice when you guys start episodes, you check in with each other, kind of see how, how it's going. But it almost comes across like you guys are just neighbors down the street, you know, like <laughs> yeah. coming over for a beer, hanging out. It, it's cool. That's basically cool how that we look at it. Yeah. It's just like every week I know I'm going to get to talk to my buddy about some pop punk shit. It's always fun. And over the years, I think that we have become better friends as we've been going with this. You know what I mean? It's been pretty cool. How often do you guys uh, get together in person? Is that ever... uh... (laughs) Dude, like never. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, we have something in the works coming up pretty soon. We are going to meet in the spring. Um, We're going to go to a garden gnome convention. Yeah, up by Moline, right? Moline, uh, the Quad Cities. Yeah. It's strange Again. because Amber, my my partner, and Nate's wife, they're both way, like way into super garden into gnomes. Garden gnomes. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. And so it's, for us, it's just like I've went to one before, and it was like I was just basically hiding out in the car all day, getting stoned and listening to my iPod because it's like 
it's unbearable, right? But since well, Nate's going and she wants to go, and we're gonna finally meet up at the Garden Gnome Convention in Moline. Dude, we have dude. gnome names. We even have gnome names, dude. Well, Tell them your name, Jody. Mine is Puddin' Pickle Pants. And I am uh, Buddy Tobels. Buddy Tobels. <laughs> so there's like a, this is like the gnome society. There's all this weird shit. I don't know how much you know about gnomes, Grim Deeds, but they have all these strange <laughs> names like uh, Baffo Breakenbrack and fucking Braggit Nickel Plenty. Chug dig yeah. nuggets. <laughs> There's all kinds of strange shit in that community. So, so it's we're gonna meet the whole scene, and and your wives are are stoked on it. Yeah, basically. So Pretty much. Nate and I are gonna meet at a gnome convention. <laughs> well, what you've proven is that both of you are very smart husbands, because rather than plan a thing where you guys go to like a pop punk festival or something that they wouldn't be into you've chosen to meet at a place that they're mutually stoked on and they can hang out so then yeah. you guys can just freely hang out and it's like no no guilt exactly <laughs> yeah know? i think i'm gonna bring like a mini recorder and we're gonna do some live recording from the gnome con oh, that would be cool we should do that maybe we might even meet dipple sprocket or dippy tinkledkins <laughs> oh <my laughs> you never God, know guys so yeah, so that's happening in the spring. I'm not sure the Grim exact Deeds, dates on that. What but. would Grim Deeds like uh, gnome name be, Nate? Uh, Grim Deeds? What? 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 Or when were you, you born? I'm um, 1980. What? What month were you born in? May. Matoris. You are Mary Peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Peppermint. Yeah. Like M E R R Y. Like Merry Christmas, Mary. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be a song title, yeah. I guess. There Mary's you go. Government. That's a nice one. Yeah, so so back to the thing. Um, <laughs> I look at the podcast as I just get to talk to Jody every week. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nothing but fun for us, man. Like okay. we said, it's just like, you know, like other guys go out and, you know, play poker or shoot a deer or fucking join a pottery class. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they do, but I sit home and talk on the internet to this dude. And record nice. it. <laughs> it's, sometimes, you know, if we have a guest on, sometimes it's a pain in the ass just because yeah. you don't know if they're going to show up. You don't know how it's going to sound. So uh, sometimes I just prefer we just do a, like a top 11 whatever together. Mm-hmm. So it's just me and him and we just shoot the shit for, I don't know, a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. Those are good episodes too because you always have a cool theme and your playlists are good and the, the conversations are good. So, and I think it's, like you said, it's nice to give yourself a break from the pressure of having a guest on. Because yeah. there's all the court, you know schedules that have to be lining up, and technology has to work, and right. yep, you know people show up and all that. So, yep. Well, you know how it is. You've done a lot of really well, cool interviews uh, yourself, and you know what goes into coordinating and schedules, and still trying to make time for family and all that. Uh, well, to do anything as an adult, anything really besides what you're required to do, it takes quite a bit of effort, you know. And so I can mm-hmm. imagine just even just even doing it is is an achievement but you guys do it well so thank you Thanks, man. Uh, and i know that you draw inspiration from your past experience with doing podcasts and stuff how is your approach to this one different and how did you want to tailor it specifically to serve our pop punk bubble um you know when it comes to music jody and i are pretty much the same guy <laughs> so i think it was just a natural thing that this show would would be almost entirely about pop punk or ramon's core that genre. Yeah. Um, and I always, you know, it's like, I'm pretty sure that there's, you know, a hundred other podcasts about punk rock, but mm-hmm. we 
we needed one that was for us like yeah. bands like the queers and jagger holly and the jetty boys there wasn't a podcast that was devoted to these bands and yeah. these are the bands that we listen to so we just made one yeah. and i've been asked over the past year like will we ever do an episode about you know a certain band and some of them yeah but then you know leg wagon probably not because i don't like leg wagon you know yeah so and there's other podcasts about that right. so um no so that's just for me that's what i love i mean the queers and you know screeching weasel and there isn't a show about that stuff <laughs> now there is and you know i also also say that prior to the dummy room there weren't that many communities dedicated to it that i felt were that cool you know what i mean like when i listen to the show it's almost like hanging out with buddies you know because yeah. it's like 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 the like-mindedness really comes across and you really know your stuff and um and you have good taste so uh, despite what ben weasel might have said <laughs> I, you guys have good taste uh so that's awesome uh, uh, kind of a follow-up to that question is now that you're this far in what episode number will this be like 88 88 88 see so you're almost you're getting almost the 100th episode and yep. you guys have been very humble about it so far but it's made waves across the scene i think and people pay attention to it and i'm sure you've gotten a lot more requests for people who want to be guests on the show compared to when you started and oh, I yeah. know a lot more people are listening to the show so how does it feel now because you have this this platform now and it's something that's sought after it's something that people do listen to you know i would say like regularly maybe even religiously and it's it's breathed new life into the scene at a at a good time too because i feel like there are a lot of new labels that have popped up in the last five ten years and a lot of good bands that are playing this specific style and you guys have, have really seized the moment so how does it feel to have this kind of platform and influence now hmm i don't <laughs> i don't think we have all kinds of influence or anything i think it's just people <laughs> You know, like Nate was saying, there just wasn't a podcast that talked about this kind of shit. So people just mm -hmm. listen to it because of that. I don't think we have much influence or any kind of things like that. I am kind of stoked that people do listen, though, because when we first started for the first couple of weeks, it was like 50 people were listening, maybe, if we were lucky, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. we've been able to build it up a little bit, which is nice, because when you do put in all this fucking time, you yeah. want somebody to listen. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure if we stop this show tomorrow, I'd still be talking to Nate once a week about this stuff on the phone just because it's yeah. really fun to talk about the music that you love, you know? Well, I mean, like I said, you guys are very humble about it, but you you get some serious heavy hitters on the show. I mean, you've got great yeah. guests. And to have an episode, I mean, I had an episode. I'm very proud of that. It's like I would compare it to having um, – an article in Jersey Beat, or hmm. uh, you know, like back in the day, cool. like uh, having <laughs> like, uh, a review in Maximum Rock and Roll, or you know what I mean? It, it has it, it, it's almost like a status thing. It's like, hmm. damn, like I had a hmm. dummy rube episode, you know, because your brand, I think it's a very, um, I don't know, at this point, it's very recognizable. And you guys have merch and you have like logos and you have your theme song, and you guys have done a good job. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm proud of you. Hey, thanks, man. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I love. Um, I love when someone tells me that we turned them on to a certain band. They heard them on the show. 
they went and checked them out. I know um, our friend Haley, um, mm-hmm. she has told me that we turned her on to the Ergs. Which kind of awesome. blows my mind because they were yeah. kind of a big deal. Yeah, they were. Oh, so, sure. you know, most people, when they do write and say they checked out a band that we talked about, it's almost always the windowsill.
and they're like my favorite band. So I love that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love the you, fact that I get to, to get people to listen to my favorite band. There you go. You, That's cool. You've, you've had that effect on me. You guys played the Zoinks one time, and I, I knew who they were and stuff, but I wasn't you know that familiar and i was like damn that's a great song so i went out and listened to some zoinks and uh you played the even in black blackout song on a recent episode and i i kind of recognized it. i was like wait a minute is that i didn't really know so i went and looked <laughs> it up and i was like damn i gotta go listen to that so yeah that's a real cool thing because people like us i mean we think we know our shit you know but there's always little nooks and crannies that are undiscovered and you are the guys who are like perfect to to you know either remind us about it or, or unveil like something that I haven't checked out yet. That's cool. Cool stuff. Yeah. And Haley, I got to give a shout out to Haley because Haley, you're talking about Haley Crusher, right? Yeah, absolutely. Camera one, camera two, oxygen, the high visions are passing, run the boat to the key, the memo, and mm-hmm. a very a very unique voice literally as a singer but also just in terms of her songwriting and, and what she brings to the table i think is really awesome yeah me too uh, she's great about to get, i'm about to get barged in on hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> okay well wow, that was rare i was about i thought i was about to get uh bombarded by three-year-olds but we're all good <laughs> cool um 
so switching gears a little bit, I want to ask about Hey Pizza Records because that just kind of appeared. And then I made the connection. I was like, oh, wow, like Nate has a record label. And Hey Pizza <laughs> is like something that, you know, you have as a soundbite on the dummy room. And it just kind of <laughs> like it just it seemed like it all happened very quickly because once you started uh, promoting it, you already had releases lined up and it's like, whoa, like they're a real label. Like they're really putting out records. And then like, here's this band called the Laidbacks, And like, wait a minute, is Jody in the band? And like, and then it kind of, I never, it never occurred to me partially because it's so good, but partially just cause I just, I don't know why, but I never really thought to look into who wrote the theme music for the dummy room. It's really good. It's a super catchy, like perfect theme song. <laughs> Thanks man. And, it was, you know, now now it's been answered. Now it's like, okay, well, the laidbacks, like Jody Havnot has musical talent of his own, and it's like obvious, and it's, it's a great record. So my question is kind of two parts. Like, how did Hey Pizza form, and what's up with the laidbacks? Hmm. Okay. Um, so I had done the label thing years back. I had two previous labels, and I always loved doing it, but I just never had the time to, to really devote to it. To, to make it worthwhile. Um, mm-hmm. So over the years, though, since I, I think I quit probably like, I don't know, it was probably like six years ago or so, I stopped. And I've thought about it a few times because I really like doing it. And then um, when when the Dummy Room started, we had uh, Rookie Rochelle on. Yep. One of the early, early episodes. And he had mentioned that, you know, the new Rochelle's recorded Animal Boy. And, um, of course, I bugged him after he was on about hearing it. And he shared like one song with us, <laughs> and then um, and then I, I somehow I talked him into sharing the rest with me. And I think at that point he he sent some uh, young Rochelle's some demos over. Yeah, and um, I think it kind of got the juices flowing a little bit, you know, to want to do it. And um, he somehow he kind of talked me into putting Animal Boy out. I really <laughs> wanted to, but I didn't. I didn't know if I wanted to jump back into it. But then um, I think Jay from uh, Jagger Holly, mm-hmm. he um, he kind of got me involved with the uh, windowsill Jagger Holly split ten inch. Yeah, yeah. And once that happened, that was the uh, that was the that sealed it for me, you know, wow. because my last label before I you know quit, I was going to do a new Rochelle's record and a windowsill record. And uh, possibly a Spastic Hearts record. Oh, nice! Yeah. And so I picked up almost right where I left off a little bit, and um, I always regretted not doing those records. So to come back and be able to to make up for that was really special. Wow! And then Jody's band, um, he'll get into that, but the Laidbacks, it just seemed once I heard it, I'm like, well, that just seems obvious that I would put it out. <laughs> It's yeah. good, and why not, you know? Yeah. So, Wow. Uh, what were the previous labels that you did? Um, my first label was called 608 Kisses, and okay. my second one was uh, Hang Up, Hang Up Records. Nate has put out all kinds of great records, dude. He put out that Mangy's, uh, Mandy 7-inch, which fucking rules. God, I was happy, I was wrong. I even thought that I was wrong. No, I've been fine, but don't know why. Well, 
all kinds awesome. of tenement. Uh, who else did you do? Nate is uh, the first intruder. intruder. <laughs> yeah, master intruder. <laughs> yeah. You can thank Nate wow. for that. And wow. uh, that was one of the things when I first met him. I was like, holy shit, you're the dude from Hang Up and 608 Kisses? What? So Hang Up is definitely I'm familiar with. And that's cool. I never even knew that. So, yeah. I bet a lot of listeners will be interested to hear that. And uh, wow, that's great. And and yeah, the new Rochelle's, uh, that album's really good. And Rookie, Rookie's a, Rookie and Jay are both like awesome guys. And I think yeah. like their respective bands are, are part of what really motivates me and inspires me to keep doing it too, because they just put out such high quality stuff. And they're, they're also very prolific, but their, their quality controls a little bit higher than mine <laughs> in certain ways. But uh <laughs> Yeah, and that what what an ideal like group of guys to work with if you're starting a new label too. You know, Absolutely, you know the, the product's going to be good and uh, it's going to be fun. Yep. Now, Jody, let's hear about your musical history because when I heard Laidbacks, I was like, God damn! Like <laughs> this can't seem to come out of nowhere. And then it got me thinking, oh well, maybe he's the guy who also wrote and recorded the Dummy Room theme song, which is super yeah. catchy. And it's just like wow, everything fell into place. It's it's very classic sounding, very traditional but it doesn't sound really like any other band. And, and that's very notable. And it's hmm. like, wow, check it out. Like this is added to my list of things that I want to, you know, listen to and, and investigate. But tell us, tell us all about it. You're much too kind, man. Uh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I've played in bands when I was younger. I played in a lot of bands and the uh, same guy that plays drums, Noel, he and I were in, he's been in almost every band I've ever been in since I was a kid. You know what I mean? We've, played sh- mm-hmm. shit tons of shows we even did a cover band and played like six nights a week in that circuit for a couple of years wow. he and i but you know we've done plenty of punk rock bands too but you know at the end of the day i just you know i had a kid and i needed to just like chill out and focus on family you know so i quit doing it for a long time then eventually i just kind of wanted to do it again and you know i have all these songs because i never quit writing songs the whole time you know and uh then the kind of like the podcast came along and it fanned the flames of my kind of obsession with this shit. So I just kind of wanted to do it again. So I just started doing it again, you know, and plus one of my best buddies has this great label. So, <laughs> so I huh. just, I got with Noel. I said, dude, I got a batch of songs. Let's record some shit. So he came over. So the over. Laidbacks is mostly your songs then. Yeah. I write all the songs all- on the Laidbacks. So we did all those songs. We re- actually recorded about 18 and mm. We just decided 10 was a good number because of the teenage bubble gums. <laughs> and, oh, uh, wow. So we still have a bunch of other songs. And I've you know I've written a bunch since that recording. And uh, it just so happened that Nate was doing a label and I had a new band. And it just all kind of was just wow. worked out by chance, really. The songwriting is, is very good. Thanks, and, man. Uh, I appreciate I it. I don't think you realize it, too, because I always feel like somebody with the creative ability all they really need is the motivation. And then if you have that, you, 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 it's like, I think it's imperative that you do it. Yeah. It just adds so much value to, to the scene and to everybody's enjoyment. And it, I mean, why not? You know, it's always better to just go for it. You know, and that's what I feel like. Like definitely it seems like stars aligned too for you. with like Nate doing the label and, um, yeah, it was all just a- kind of strange synchronicities, you know what I mean? But, uh, I'm pretty happy about it. It's fun. I haven't done a band I- in quite a while. So I'm pretty excited. I want to put it out there that I feel a little bit responsible for the laid backs. I put a, I feel like I put pressure on them like every other week. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like, hey, where are these songs at? Yeah, get, get moving. You know, pushed me a little bit, but I appreciate That's that good. you did. 
but at the same time, um, I think the podcast and Jody sort of got me going again. Uh-huh. So then I got him going, and it's sort of just like this weird circle of life for us here. <laughs> it's, it's important. It's really important, especially at our age, to keep each other motivated. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Because yeah, it's so easy to let it slip and just months, years go by, and you're like, man, and something's missing in my life. What, what, what could it be? You guys, are, you guys are motivating me, and I think it's awesome that you're motivating each other. I have to ask this question, though. Jody, is the Laidbacks band name, is that, does that any way relate to how laid back you, you are and the way you talk? Because like, like, you've got that chill voice, and you're just like well, chilling. Actually, yes. uh, <laughs> I've heard that before. People have said that it's perfect for me, but actually Noel came up with it. Like He just spit it out one day, and he had this idea. He's like, we should just have like a recliner on a t-shirt and a laid backs logo. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool, dude. And then he kept selling it to me, and so I just went with it, you know. It works. It works. It's a good name. It's like the beginning of a new chapter. Yeah, it really is in a lot of ways because, you know, for those last, when I got out of the scene, I didn't even go to shows for years. Like, I just became Mm -hmm. Mr. Homebody Dad, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so I wasn't hanging out with those guys. I kind of became a hermit, family hermit, you know what I mean? But it's cool because, like, (laughs) You know, Noel and I go back to the early 90s. We used to play in bands way back then, you know what I mean? So it's great to yeah. see that dude once a week at band practice, you know what I mean? So I got I got my poker night with Nate, and now I have band practice once a week. <laughs> and a well, new, new record out there. And everything's cool, man. And it really is because of Nate, though. Well, I think it's it's awesome because both of you guys are building on past experiences and past successes, you know, to, to that whatever extent you know but now it feels like you have this this bigger opportunity in front of you because you have a bigger audience you guys have honed your skills and it really shows so kudos to you appreciate you being so kind man (laughs) well i mean yeah it's sincere you know it's like i get stoked when other people are stoked and we all love, love this type of music and we grew up with it it's so there's like nostalgia plus it's still I think it's, you know, people have said it before, like Jughead has, has commented on pop punk being like this timeless form of music that is instantly relatable. And I agree with that. I do too. I think it's important that we keep it going, uh, pass it on to the next generation. Yeah. Totally. Uh, so this leads me to a question about our community. Um, when I kind of entered the pop punk world, this was kind of near the, I would say near the end of the PPMB pop punk message board. And I was totally unaware of its whole, you know, history and legacy and stuff. I didn't know anybody. So when I came in, I was completely green. And I quick, quickly realized that, you you know, it wasn't like they weren't, <laughs> they weren't a welcoming committee necessarily. I mean, there were definitely some nice people. Uh, and I got connected, you know, with some people in my, like the Bay Area who were part of it, who were very nice. I'm still friends with to this day. Uh, but there were a lot of you know, people who were putting out some different vibes, you know, like some, mm-hmm. some exclusive vibes and just some drama and just like ganging up on people and uh, talking shit. And whenever someone came in wanting to share, it was like this risk that you had to take. Like, oh, are they going to shit all over me? And <laughs> I thought it was really lame. Yes. Plus, at that time, they were kind of blurring the line between what what was pop punk and what was like indie rock or something, you know. And a lot mm-hmm. of those bands that were really big on their uh, at their you know table, 
I didn't relate to it. I didn't relate to bands uh, who, you know, veered too far from what I considered to be true pop punk, which is like stuff that's inspired by the Ramones and the Queers and Screeching Weasel right. and Mr. T experience, you know. And so, and it almost felt like it was a sin to to promote that type of sound. Like they're like, oh God, like one of those, you know. Like we we were put in this yeah. other category, and you guys came around, and it's it's like you. It was it was reaffirming to know like yeah there are people who really like that the good stuff and like exactly. the traditional pop punk. Um, <laughs> so I always have kind of seen the dummy room as the I, I described it in my interview question as uh, like the spiritual successor to the PPMB but without the 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 negative aspects as far as I can tell. But I know that with any scene and just the way human nature is and people in communities like there's always going to be a little bit of drama and a little bit of lame lameness so as you guys have you know, you're approaching episode 100 have there been any any downsides or any like lame aspects to doing this that have made you question it or just made you think twice okay For so me, not at all dude <laughs> not as far as the podcast goes but dude that group i mean we only made that group so that people could interact with the podcast and we could post the episodes there and whatnot but there's yeah. definitely people in that group that probably never listen to the show which is weird it's yeah. definitely taken a life of its own mm-hmm. um when we you know I, I know what you're talking about with the ppmb um mm-hmm. completely get it this is what we wanted to do was basically only have it about pop punk i mean you yeah. can post whatever you want to post but you know we're not going to bash on you know if you post a queer song is not going to become a bunch of, you know, hate on Joe. No, definitely yeah. not. We will yeah. delete it. But, um, you know, we just want to make it about the stuff we like and the stuff other people like. Like, I don't like everything that people post. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's not, you know, uh, as long as it's relatable to the bubble and yeah. um, it's not hateful and people yeah. aren't just out to, you know, dog on people. Yeah. You know, that's what it's about. Yeah. We've only yeah, had to yeah. d- delete like a couple things. And one thing that I'll delete every fucking time, and I don't care anything that's mm-hmm. like Ben Weasel's incident and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like instantly deleted, man. You know oh, what I'm right, saying? Right. Everybody knows. Nobody gives a fuck. Let it go. Forgive yeah. him already. Well, you know what I mean? So yeah, I always yeah. delete those and anything hateful, obviously. But what's pretty, pretty cool about it is just people like us. There's been none of this yeah. elitism. It's, it's basically just been a lot of nice people that are into the cool shit. You know what I'm saying? It's so far, well, so good. Like, no drama. It comes across. I mean, when I look at, at the Facebook group, it, it's obvious that you guys do maintain certain, like, standards for, you know, making it relevant, relevant to the bubble, relevant to pop punk. And people are sharing all kinds of cool stuff on there. Definitely. Uh, and I really, you know, I can see that you've made that effort to, to keep it fun and keep it positive. Yeah. And, I don't think people use that as a receptacle for ranting or uh, talking shit or no, whatever. No, so and I don't even see it really as a, you know, how a lot of people will kind of just seize on it as a way to promote themselves. I don't really see people doing that either. And That's one thing I have seen in there lately. It gets a little spammy with certain bands and their posts every <laughs> hour or so. But if we can uh, help well, a band somehow, a little I'm bit. for it. I kind of, that's when I, po- that's when I post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, there's there's a whole etiquette to that, and I think sometimes right. people just aren't hip to it. Maybe they're just yeah. Once a day, no problem. Just... But five times, eight times a day, we kind of yeah, got yeah. the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I 
think it's that's important to say in this interview is you know from my perspective being a you know an artist and you guys as artists and also promoting it as a community resource like you you do have to have you kind of treat it like work in a way you know like you're not going to reply all to every email at work that would be lame <laughs> and you know it's like you got to have some common common um decency <laughs> when you're interacting <laughs> in the community and not shove it up people's ass and uh right. I, I try to be very mindful about that and like i like to share things that i'm into and, and what my friends are doing but i'm not gonna just you know go on some kind of spamming campaign yeah. and uh that's good that you guys are aware of it and kind of curb it without. <laughs> well, we just kind of let them do whatever they want, honestly, man. I mean, it's not that important. It's just some internet group. No big deal, really. But I do think bands that do that risk burning themselves out, you know? I, I can understand kind of the impulse to do it because we live in the digital world. and it, you, you want to get the word out. But, but isn't, it better, isn't it better when you have content, like actual content to show? Like, hey. Yeah. We just recorded this album. Like, here are the new songs. You can listen to the songs. And there it is. You don't have to, you know, yeah, overdo it. But I, th- I feel like people, you know, have an instinct, un- unfortunately, to, you know, remember to subscribe and like and share and share yeah. and share and share. And so, it's definitely a thing <laughs> in this world we live in. It's just yeah. I've never been that type of person. And some people are, and it's cool. You got to admire that they're willing to push themselves that hard, I guess. But whatever. Yeah. It's not for me. Well, I'll just end it by saying you guys do a good job with the group. <laughs> Thanks, from man. From like a community standpoint. Um, let me ask you just a few more questions. One thing I'm always a bit concerned about is whether or not our style of pop punk is going to die out with our generation because most of the people who I interact with who are like friends with me or are on the dummy, dummy room, it's like people in their at the youngest, late 20s, and then at their oldest, like in their 40s or something. And... I just wonder, like, is it going to get passed down? Are people still going to be picking up guitars and writing songs like this? What do you, what do you guys think? I, I think that um, I don't know if it could ever completely die. Mm-hmm. And it's basically because there, there's always going to be Ramones records and Weasel records and Queers records. And there's, you know, Teenage Bottle Rocket and Green Day, right? Yeah. So some, some cool fucking kid is always going to discover one of those records. And mm-hmm. it's always going to open that that you know magical door that leads to all of this shit yeah Yeah. and it's a great way to look at it and it's true and there is hope because you know we we know our big episodes we know what most people are going to listen to you know yeah and it's you know the weasel episodes the vapid the weasel the 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 bottle rocket episodes that we've done those are popular so those records are they're they're going to be timeless. People are always going to find them, and it's going to lead to the you know the the grim deeds and stuff like that. You know, totally. Well, that's that's a great answer, and I I, I think I agree with you too. I think it's there is always hope, and especially yeah. with things are archived now. It's just a matter of people, you know, discovering it, and once they do, you can just take it and run with it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of young talent out there too. That yeah, totally. I'll um, tell you what. I'm curious all the time when I hear a new band like um, like uh, Oldie Hawn or Jerk uh-huh. from Las Vegas. I'm always curious: Are these forty year old dudes like us, or are they uh-huh. younger? And I love it when they're like thirty, because <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. certainly not super young. But it's like, oh, it does feel like the the younger people are picking up a little bit, you know? Yeah. So 
I can tell you when I go to shows, there's always like at least maybe 15 kids in the front going ape shit that their parents must be punk rock and they've just grown up with it. And I've seen some of these same kids at various shows over the years and they're starting to grow up. So it's like, that's another hope, you know, give them a couple of years and we may have some new bands popping up out of these kids because they know every, like if you go to like a bottle rocket show per se, you know, or someone like that, these kids are in the front. They know every fucking word, every drum break, every soul. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. totally into it. And they may be like yeah. 10, so it may give got to give them a couple of years to, you know, get their shit together, but it could definitely happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think we do owe something to TBR for the way that they've kind of crossed over and Big time. and allowed you know, yeah. a whole new audience to check out our our scene and uh get inspired by it like the the band that i just recently interviewed for my blog is called color killer they're from oh, Massachusetts. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all like 10 11 years yeah. old and know? they rip it's yeah it's pretty yeah. cool shout out to guys i think man give them a few years and you're gonna see some awesome albums coming exactly. out and like they're already like their chops and they're they're performing and their um schedule that they keep it's it's pretty pretty pro <laughs> you yeah know? yeah so dude I'm I check out every video when I see one get posted of those guys practicing. So I. I've seen them do Jagger Holly Time Machine. It was badass. Did you yeah, see that? But I've seen them. They're just they're getting better. You know that drummer. It's finally like holy shit. This kid's getting really good. And yep, yep. He's getting those uh, those kick drum hits. Yep. Mm-hmm. It gets Lincoln, me. Lincoln is about as tall as his guitar is long, but he's like <laughs> hitting the beats and just yeah, it's going really for cool. It. Yeah, that's the band that gives me a little bit of, not, I don't know, hope, but I, I get excited when I, you know, because they are, they could be the future, you know? <laughs> For sure. And, and, you know, when I interviewed them, I asked them, like, what do your peers think of this? And it's obvious that there is a bit of a disconnect, but they're not phased by it. Like, they're still going right. for it, and they're still inspired, and that's that's yeah. the punk spirit right there, you know? Yeah, that, but that's, like, how it was when I was in high school. There was only, like, ten kids that exactly. I knew, you know, that liked this shit in my town. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it'll always be. There'll always be a couple cool kids in every town. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's fun being our age, talking to people who are younger about it, and just seeing their perspective on it, you know? Like, yeah. it's a little bit, like, their experience coming in is a little bit different. Like, I talked to, uh, I don't know if you guys know Alex Retro from uh, the Atomic Treehouse. Yeah. They're a great band, younger guys, and he heard the Ramones and Tony Hawk Pro Skater was like his first time hearing the Ramones. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, well, here you are writing great songs. You know, there so, you go. That's all it takes, I, man. That little germ of the Ramones. And the cool yeah. thing is like, <laughs> since punk, the term punk, you fucking Google yep. it. The Ramones are going to pop up somehow. So kids are going to yep. know about them. And that's all it'll take. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I have asked you plenty of questions. I don't want to get too redundant, but I, I do want to know, what's next for you guys? Like if there are any big reveals and projects that you're working on, because it seems like 2019 has been quite a busy and fruitful year and a successful year for you. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what the next year is going to bring. So what do you guys got going on? Huh. Um, That's a hard yeah, one to answer because we never really know mother other than maybe two weeks out for what we're going <laughs> to do. Yeah. As far as the podcast goes, like Jody said, we don't really plan out too far ahead. Um, I know we don't have anything to reveal. Um, <laughs> you can expect, uh, you know, just the, every week, same same thing. You know, we're gonna try to get, um, you know, if you're doing, if you're listening every week, you know who we haven't had. Yes. As, as yeah. far as the the bigger guys go, we're gonna try to get them soon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we'd like to space them out. You know, we're not going to have vapid, weasel, yeah. queer, jughead week yeah. after week. You know, we got to space them out to make it more interesting. But um, sure. yeah, but I'd love to have um, it's no reveal, but I'd love to have PJ Souls on. Oh yeah, yeah. I tried so fucking hard all last year to get her on, but oh wow, just didn't work. <laughs> you should keep keep at it because that would be totally yeah. Wow, for sure. Yeah, definitely some big names left for us to interview as far as that shit goes. But yeah, we're just gonna keep doing what we do. You know, it's just what we do. It's just fun, and of course, we're gonna try to talk to anyone that'll come talk to us. That's like does something that we dig. You know what I mean? That's really the key. I think is just to keep doing it. You know, and like the musicians who I frequently talk to. That's the that's a lot of times the theme of my chats with them is like just don't quit and like keep doing it and make yeah. sure that you do and I'll make sure that I do and we kind of have a pact I have a go. pact with several several <laughs> musicians and songwriters where it's like like you know because it can be discouraging sometimes or you just I don't know you get tired and you might be lacking inspiration or life happens and I think it's it's awesome that you guys keep doing it and the weekly schedule man it's tough you know <laughs> I think that's I, I don't know if it's a good one to end on, but one of my questions was like, what really goes into this production to make it happen on a weekly <laughs> basis and how time consuming and how difficult is it to do that? So I'll just jump in on this, Jody. Yeah, go ahead. So basically we record an episode typically on Wednesday nights. Yeah. <laughs> and then after we record me and Jody talk for 15 to 20 minutes, maybe about yeah. what we want to do next week, we throw ideas, whatever sticks, sticks, you know, and uh, Jody goes on to edit that episode, and I go to do the artwork, and we whatever the plan is. If it's if we're going to be doing like a a weasel episode, we'll listen to weasel or we'll whatever topic you know. And yeah. um, sometimes by the next Wednesday, it sticks, and sometimes Jody or me will say, "Fuck that idea! Let's <laughs> let's do this!" Literally last minute. Yeah, and um, and that's about it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the whole editing process I know is way more time consuming, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's that's all on Jody. I did a couple of them, and I fucking hated it <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it wasn't my bag, you know. So yeah, I'm, I'm so used to doing it that I can kind of do it in my sleep, but it it, does, it is time consuming. But at the same time, I'm one of those people that I just have like OCD, and if someone like me coughs i gotta get rid of that you know what i mean i can't like i'm editing out sometimes less than a full second you know what i mean sometimes i'm editing in the microseconds and just taking out little spaces and shit it's like i'm like a mad scientist at the editing phase it's it's out of control dude i'm like devil well that's who you want at the helm you want that guy editing you want jody editing you don't want someone doing it half-assed you know because i'm not gonna lie sometimes i do let a few things slip like if i'm running behind (laughs) like in the week you know and i know i gotta get it done by thursday so but yeah we usually i usually have a good solid week to get it done so i'll do a little bit here a little bit there you know what i mean but i bet i bet you don't regret finishing the episode and, and putting it out you know nope. even with the great. Little, um little hiccups and things and that's like you'd asked me before about uh my routine of, of putting out songs and it's it's kind of the same thing it's like yeah I, I understand maybe this song isn't my best song but there's something in it that i think is worthwhile worth keeping and maybe in a year i'll look back and be like oh i should have done it a little differently but yeah. you know what B- better luck next time you know exactly 
it's cool. That, now we've built up a library. Sometimes, like if I if there's not another new podcast by someone else that I like that's out, I'll just listen to an old dummy room and see what we were talking about. And number one, I can never yeah. remember what we had said, you know, because I don't go back and listen to them once they're out until they're pretty old. That way, they're fresh yeah. to me. But sometimes Nate will say something fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll, I'll be <laughs> laughing in person and on the episode. It's weird. It's a weird thing to well, listen back to. Yeah, and you've gone to that point now. Like, I've gone back and listened to some of the earlier episodes, too. And it's like, oh, man, like, they're always there. It's cool. One thing that I, I got I to gotta say, the one thing that I really love about what we do is tonight, this episode, we were supposed to do something completely different. Yeah. yeah. And then this whole this whole idea with having you on came up and I just love the flexibility that we can, that we both have, you know, and we're just like, fuck it. Let's, we'll save that for later. You know, we got, we got all the time in the world to do this. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I don't know. I'm looking forward. I I like, I like booking the shows, I guess. I like trying to find the guests and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so like looking forward to what's coming out is kind of like my thing you know like hey this year we got new records from you know we're going to have new records from dan vapid and huntington's and mangies you know yeah yeah so it's like fun to try to you know how can we you know what can we do here to to help promote those yeah you know we try to time a time a top 11 mangies or something around the release date or or an interview or something is is kind of fun well, and that is partially what the job of the podcast is nowadays. It's like you you got to time it to benefit everybody involved, and it's exciting that way. Yeah, it's like a radio show, but free and without any kind of restrictions. It's great. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, guys, I want to thank you for allowing me this pleasure to interview. Hey, man, that was really pretty fun. fun, man. I appreciate yeah. you even wanting to ask us those kind of questions because no one else has. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Well. You know what I realized because I started doing the blog and I was only interviewing songwriters because, you know, I write songs. So I figured, OK, stick to that. But it just this nagging feeling was like, you know, all these other members of our community are contributing things that are unique. And like whether they're visual artists or good at doing interviews or, you know, like doing a podcast. I, I knew at a, a certain point I had to branch out and you guys are just like a natural, you know, a natural choice. That's cool, man. We appreciate that. That's really nice of you. Hey, before you right. go, you wanna you wanna guys wanna do this Cody Sweet Sixteen? I'm down. Alright, Sweet Sixteen! Hey bud, let's party! Sweet Sixteen! All right, so we're going to do a Sweet 16 of Cody songs chosen by Nate. We're going to determine the best Cody song of the ones provided. It's going to be fun. For sure. Like, totally. You guys ready to go? Let's do it. Yeah. Before we do, Uh, I just uh, want to say to everybody listening, like, Cody's one of my closest friends, and he's my favorite songwriter. And I want to thank Jody and Nate for for allowing me to be the one to do this because you could have picked anybody, and it, it means a lot. So thanks, guys. Right on. Dude, I'm still on a Cody kick from when he was on. I still want yeah. to talk about him, so this is perfect. He's a Cody great dude. Kick. <laughs> He's a great dude. That was a good episode, too. I got Thanks, man. That was a real pleasure for me. So. Me, too. All right, All let, right. Let's do it. So this is a good mix of just a bunch of my favorite songs between mm, Lillington's and TBR. So. Round one. 
first one is wrapped around her little finger versus so far away. Oh, wow. I'm going to say oh, so man. far away, right out of the gate. Of course. It's, I mean, we could win this whole thing. When you bring up wrapped around her finger, like that one, it's like a good song for sure. But so far away, uh, as soon as you say the title of the song, so far away, just, <laughs> exactly. that just gets to you, you know? And yep. uh, I'm going to have to agree with Jody on that one. Timeless classic. Same for me. One of the best.
next up, Black Hole in My Mind versus X-Ray Specs. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> death by television death round. By oh, television. man, that I can see through your bullshit line. Oof. Oh, yeah. The X-Ray Gets me. Specs is, is essential. But for my money, I, I'm going to have to go with Black Hole in My Mind for the reason that it's it's so anthemic and it has such power behind it. And like, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him play it live, oh, but fuck it's yeah. killer. Oh, rules. Great song. I'm going to go with that one. What are you going to say, Nate? I, yeah, it's a tough one. I'm going to go X-ray specs. Ooh. Respectable. I got to go with deeds, man. I'm going to say black hole. <laughs> Cause it does rule live, but so does X-ray specs. It's a tough yeah. choice, but yep. I always thought black hole on my mind was the one song on that record that you could play for anybody like a heavy metal dude could dig on that yep. too you know what i mean it has yep. like more than the average punk tune it's great yeah it does it has it's just a good song it's just all around good song fuck yeah it rules all right yeah. next up we got the uh, tbr classic lost in space oh, versus yeah. uh newer newer lillington's rubber room Ooh. oh wow Hmm. That fucking Rubber Room song is fucking awesome, man. Rubber, rubber. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. I saw him do that live a couple times now, too. So, Rubber Room, I gotta say, like, um, my, my best friend since eighth grade, his name's Christian. He's uh, also a close friend of Cody's. He went out to that recording session when they went to the blasting room, and he did the, the rubber, 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 rubber. So that's his, <laughs> his backing vocal. Sweet. And I'm cool. real proud. You know, we grew up listening to this stuff together, and when we both became friends with Cody, it kind of stripped us out. We're like, wow, like, how's that possible? But right. Christian's on that track. But um, Lost in Space, I think, is the better song. I do, just, too. It's just edgier, you know. But I think they're both great songs. Lost in Space is one of Cody's all-time best, I think. Yeah. And definitely the best I, one on Total. Just the cadence that he that he goes going into that chorus chorus is killer. Plus, like uh, I know like I know which songs for Cody are like personal and which ones aren't necessarily. And I know that Lost in Space has like a bit more meaning for him. So I don't know. I think it I rules. Think it's got Lost in Space for me. Me too. So Lost in Space will take that one. Absolutely. Um, next up, we got. Uh, from Wyoming, we got I Found the One versus Alien Girl. <laughs> you kidding? Alien Girl all day long. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'm going to, I agree wholeheartedly.
and I gotta say, Cody, if you're listening to this, like I don't think Cody appreciates that song as much as most people do, but that is such a good song, dude. Yeah. And it's so classic. And it's Perfect. it's old school. It's a old school pop punk song and it's an old school Lillington song, yeah, but it's great. so good. I would even say like I mean I love the original version, but it'd be cool if they re recorded that. They would. When I when I randomized this this uh, bracket, yeah. when I saw that, I thought mm-hmm, I just kind of chuckled to myself. <laughs> it's never gonna last, so yeah. I knew the answer to that one. Right. Um, next up, crawling back to you mm-hmm. versus Skater Die. <laughs> wow, Jody, what do you think? I'd say crawling back to you. Oh, okay. For me, I like Skater Die a lot too, though. But it it seems like yeah. it's that's was just more played out you know what i mean well that was i mean they had just gotten on fat right like that was the album where they they switched to fat that music video was like a big big deal big for me deal. like and that riff dude going in which by the way i don't know if you guys have ever tried to play that but it's it's kind of tricky it's kind of like he's a great guitar player but like that it's just uh i don't know i skate too like i'm a skateboarder so i get all the references and everything i'm gonna go with skater die okay so Nate will have to break this one. It's got to go crawling back to you, man. Good one, I dude. love Skater Die, though, but... Crawling back to oh. you is like a nice, just a classic it's a, poppy it's one. A cro- it's a crooner and it's a love song. Yeah, so, yeah. Song. I, I think, I don't know, to be fair, I think that's a better song. But I still, I, I just, for sentimental reasons, I'm going to pick Skater Die. That's cool. Yeah, every time I hear Skater Die, I get this weird chill when I that just the drums in the beginning yeah. sounds so fucking awesome. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. When that you record know, came out, I was like sold from that <laughs> first beat forward. Yeah, you know? he has told me that Brandon is like one of the main reasons why why all those records sounded so perfect is because he would not accept uh, any drum take that was like less than perfect. Yeah, and his his drums tell. sound so so good and like even raw a little bit on that album, but it's like, it's just, he was, he was a phenomenon, man. Big time. Yep. <sighs> cool. All right. Next up we got from shadows. We got without you versus so cool. Ooh, I love mm. both of those. Mm. <laughs> man. For me, I'm going to say so cool because it, it's different than the average love song. And it's oh, just it's so, it's good. so cool. Yeah. I'm going to go with so cool too. I mean, Total was such a monster record, and I think so many people discovered TBR through that record. And oh yeah, it's it's on that record, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I, I, all Cody songs are good, but yeah. this one I'm gonna go with it. Without use my favorite one, Cody song on the uh, Shadows, though for sure. Mm, it's a but great yeah, one. you can't beat so cool. It's nope. It's the shit. One of the best. All right. A couple classics here. I got abducted by a UFO versus Ramble On. You know my answer. I do know your answer. Well, mine's going to be Ramble On. That is correct, sir. Catchy. (laughs) Um, I've got abducted by a UFO. When I hear that, it's like it really brings to the forefront of my mind that early, early Lillington's aesthetic, which I love. And I love shit out of luck. Um, and I love that uh, Lost My Marbles 7-inch too, but oh, yeah. Ramble On is, is it's just, man, something about the, I don't know, the phrasing and the, the chorus in that song is super, super catchy to me. Oh, yes. So I'm going to go. 
That's the one. And it is not guys, a tweaker song, apparently. Even though I thought it was for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. But it's not. All right, the last matchup in the first round. You're the only one versus Done With Love. Ooh. <laughs> That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Yep. What do you got, Dustin? Well. I mean, Grim. That is a, that's certainly a tough one, but Done With Love, I think, is one of be- Cody's best songs, like, post-TBR. You know what I mean? Like, when that, uh, when Freak Out came out and that I heard that song for the first time, I was like, pretty blown away Me by too. how good it was and how catchy it was and that's another one too that I, I know means something to cody so it's like on all those levels it just hits so hard and it's just i think anybody could play that song if, if they did it well like at a karaoke or a open mic night and people would be like damn that's a good song you know what i mean right. it's, it's just killer it is totally quintessential cody man it all boils mm-hmm. down to like that's his love song yeah what was He's the other the choice taking uh oh yeah what was the other one that was uh you're the only you're one the only one is is the same <laughs> you could say the same song. thing about that one too though that's that's a great song Ooh, too i know what and nate's got gonna that say that drops off you know where it's just like the i guess the drums and the bass and yeah i like that hey yeah the haze are it's <laughs> great so grim's going with done with love nate's going with you're the only one what am I going to do? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say Death by Television, man. Yeah. Because that was my, that record was the absolute shit to me for the longest time.
I'm glad someone voted for that one because that's it's definitely worth somebody's vote. I song. fucking love it. But done with love, I mean, Jesus. It's powerful. Like, Cody right. is of like taking the four chords that everybody knows and everybody's played, but making them come alive in some new and unexpected way. Yeah, and he's just he's so gifted, you know. Yeah, I don't know if it's the lyrics or the melody or the voice or maybe all <laughs> three. Yeah, I think the voice really drives those. Mm-hmm. You know, they make them stand up. They they kind of that's the the ear popper, you know. But yeah. behind it, his songs are just fucking brilliant too. Yeah, really and he and but, you, you you guys talk to him. He's like the most humble dude. Like, yeah. I I think he doesn't even like to hear about it. You know, but <laughs> he's incredible. He's an incredible talent. Oh yeah. Yep. Round two. Round two. Almost done. So far away versus black hole in my mind. Oh. It's uh, easy, boys. The best battle uh, in total or black the hole. black, black hole. hole for me? Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Nate? Uh, so far away. Gotta go love song, man. Okay. All right. I respect it. Mm, yeah, let's go with a love song. Fine. I love that song. Next up, <laughs> Lost in Space versus Alien Girl. Ooh, gosh. Ooh, <laughs> dude. Taking two two eras. Yeah. Two totally different. Man, that's hard. That's a hard one. Not for me. I say Lost in Space. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Lost in Space, too. I mean, I love Alien Girl, but Lost in Space is powerful. Yeah, and the production's so much better. And yeah. Cody sounds so great. I'm going to go Alien Girl. Not that it matters. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Give it a vote. Do you know what was fun about this? This was a hard one to make. I mean, I thought it was going to be easy. I'm like, yeah. I'll just take my favorite songs. Well, he's got more than 16 my, of Way my favorite more. songs, you know? Way more. Yeah. So it yeah. was. You didn't even was, get into sack. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, no. So it was, it, was, it was tough, but, you know, I started thinking that this is fun to do you know yeah, <laughs> this is the hardest these. thing of my week to do was pick out 16 cody songs <laughs> yeah <laughs> um crawling back to you versus so cool mm, so cool that's for me yeah it's gotta be so cool yep so cool takes it <laughs> things we do and i know that you like it too baby you're so cool so cool you hang around with me all day and i'm hoping that it's always gonna be this way there's only one thing i can say baby you're so cool 
Absolutely. Uh, Ramble on versus you're the only one. Hmm. You know my answer. I do. I'm going to go with you're the only one. Ooh, no, Grim. <laughs> I mean, Ramble, Ramble on is probably one of the best songs of that era. Ever. Up, up against. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a killer one, Jeffy. I'm, I'm, I won't disagree. But I don't. Death, Death by Television is is so special to me. So I got to yeah, go with that me one. Me too. Me too. All right, Nate. I, I got to go ramble on. Really? Any other day I would probably Holy go the shit. other way, but I actually listened to that coming in to, to do this tonight. So <laughs> yeah, it's stuck in my head. I thought I just it's lost it when Grim said the only one. No. <laughs> They're both fucking classic. Oh, yeah, dude. Round three. So we got the final four here. So okay. far away versus lost in space. Ooh. <laughs> that is that's tough, man. I'm gonna say lost in space. Yeah, Ooh. I agree with Jody. Boom. Man, it's just, it, it's it hit so hard, you know, lost in space, like it's a fully energized Cody, you know? Yeah, it's so good.
you guys got it wrong. <laughs> so far away. It's that movie song. It's that song it in the is. movie when you just yeah. got dumped. She's moving away, and yeah. fucking Cody comes in. Yeah, it's it's an epic one. It is. It is epic. All right, but there is no wrong answer. Uh, so cool versus ramble on. Ooh. Okay. Dude, I'm sticking all ramble right. on all the way to the end. I'm gonna go ramble on for this this one. I love uh I love the other one, but yeah. ramble on is like underrated in his catalog, Big and time. it's a great song. Yep, I agree with both of you. Really? Yep. Okay. So cool is totally one of the best songs ever, though. You know, but Ramble On is special. Yes. So this is this is it. Final round. This is it. This is the final right here. We got Lost in Space versus Ramble On. God damn, uh, dude. Or the greatest Cody song ever written by Ooh. Cody. Yikes. Oh, man. It came down to these two. Damn. I don't know if I could choose. Can we call it a tie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. Especially because it's different eras, too. It's like really yeah. hard to pick. Mm. I said I was going to stick to Ramble On all the way out, so that's what I'm going to do. You know what? In the spirit of the shit out of luck episode, I'm gonna go with Ramble on too, because I do think it deserves a lot more um, airplay. True, it is a straight classic, man. Yeah, but Ramble Lost in Space on. is probably my favorite song on Total. Yeah, I agree. I agree yep. with that. I went with Ramble on as well. Why feel I'm about to hurl my head?
we did it. We did we it, did. folks. It was tough. Would it would it be okay if I just revealed like my favorite Cody songs, like my top three? Sure. That Absolutely. weren't on the list. Yeah. All right. Um Pimp Got Stuck from Fuck the yeah. Tack record. <laughs> um <laughs> I really like the the intro track that leads into the first real song on Stella. And Cody had sent me those demos, like all the Stella demos before it came out. And the atmosphere in that yeah. is incredible. And every time I hear um, those two tracks like together, it's just like, it's almost like a cinematic experience. And I really, it, you know, people have their opinions about that album, but I think it's his best, the, that one. Uh-huh. And then um, I will also throw in for good measure, <laughs> I came from the future because that song rips. Oh, big time. Yep. Can't go wrong with Cody's songs, man. I don't think he's ever written anything that I haven't liked, really. Yeah. I can't really yeah. think of anything. Mm, nope. nope. They're all hits, man. Pretty much. So next time you talk to Cody, yes. put, a, put a little, uh, put something in his head for me. Tell him that we need a Cody Templeman love song only album. <laughs> Solo, TBR, Lillingtons, doesn't matter. Still pushing that, huh? He might go for it, you know, because he he swung to the dark side, you know, and now like he could come back and just dip into a different reservoir. There you go. Bring it back to the yep. whole record full of done with loves and lost oh, in yeah. space and so far aways. And... <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. That would he be nice. Any, I honestly think he could do any style, any genre. I do too. Wanted. That would That's be awesome. pretty nice, though. Yeah, but yeah, man. Yep. We did it, though. Ramble on. We did it. Ramble on and we'll take the cake. Ramble on for the win. I think he'd be pretty stoked on that, too. Every time I see him, I bug him to play it live. He never does. (laughs) (laughs) That's out there, too. So we can have some people yelling at it. Yelling at him from the the That'd be so cool if if it had some effect to where they actually did play it live all the time. Because, man, I've always (laughs) loved that damn song. It's always been my favorite on Shit Out of Luck. A good one. It rules. Well, you guys have made my night. I'm on vacation, but this was like a highlight of the vacation. Wow. Thank you so much. Hey, man, anytime. Anytime. It's always fun to talk to you, man. Right on. Thanks, man. So awesome you were here again. Two timer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm super stoked on that. And, <laughs> and for, I, for I, you, but thank you guys. Yeah, for you to take the time on vacation. It's, yeah, man. We it's, appreciate it. It was. Perfect timing, I guess, for this. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, I guess you'll have to come back again sometime, huh? I would love to. Yeah. Would. <laughs> cool. And this this will be on my blog eventually. We're going to get yep. a transcript. I'll be posting that hopefully around the same time it, it comes out. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Right, right. on, guys. All right. Have a hey, great one. Have a, have a safe travel home, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. you guys take care, too. You, too. Later. Yep. Bye. Hey, you big dummy. This is Jay from Jagger Holly, and you are in the dummy room. You better turn this shit up. I got a lot to say. All right. Uh, there you have it. We are uh, Grim Deeds is on vacation in Hawaii, and we were the best part of it. How's that make you feel? <laughs> Makes me feel pretty good. It's kind of a, a bit shocking. But yeah, dude, man, it was such a great guy. Dude, I like talking to that guy. He's super fun. 
I didn't ask him about skateboarding. You ever see that skateboarding video of him? No, but I did hear a, a weird audio clip that he had made about that flashlight, which was pretty and I did hear that, too. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> great. But, uh, no, I've seen some video of that guy thrashing. Oh, and, yeah? Uh, Grip D's dude, ripping it, was, it up, huh? Fuck yeah, amazing. I could never do that. But um, it was really weird, like, to, to be on the receiving end of an interview. It was kind of and different. yeah, he was really stroking us for a while. I feel good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hopefully, dude. people that listen aren't like, "Geez, I want you guys to know that that felt really weird to me." <laughs> like, I'm not it's one awkward. to like, you know, pat my own back in any any type of way. So that was kind of weird, but I don't know. It was I better than having it. to type out those fucking answers. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird. I don't, I don't like to hear nice things about me, but um, it was very kind of him to say a lot of things. You know, I really appreciated him being so nice about it. You know, and it's cool to think that someone actually thinks something like that about us, because you know, you and I just do this for the hell of it. I don't think of it as like anything that serious. You know what I mean? Like we're not. I don't know. Like the things he was saying is kind of like, wow, for real. You think yeah. we're making a difference? I don't think so, man. I think it's just I don't, uh, <laughs> kind yeah, of a I don't goofy know. little show that people that listen to the queers and weasel and shit like us listen to because why not? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Deeds is a he's a nice guy, man. Oh yeah, man, great guy. It's cool to have, have him on. back. He was on, on early, here. like one of the early, early episodes. One of our first guests. Yeah. So I think uh, Grim Deeds will be like a recurring character for us through the years. I would imagine. I think through the years if we make it years i guess i guess we are in our year two right yeah this is year two for us i think actually we started in 2018 so if you go by that we're in our third year (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you go by that sure but yeah because we're coming up on uh our big 100 our big birthday is when like in may or something the end of may yeah seems it doesn't seem right i guess it's right I don't know what's going on, but we've been here for a while. We're going to keep doing it. That's the point. I think we're rambling a bit, man. Let's wrap this the fuck up. Let's get out yeah. of here. Uh, yeah, so this was episode 88. A uh, little uh, Hawaiian vacation with Grim Deeds. There you go. And um, let's do uh, let's do something fun next week. Yeah. And if you're going to be in Moline, what's the date on that? Uh, I, don't, I don't even I can't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... I think we'll, it's in May. We'll mention that. Maybe we can have like a dummy room meetup at the Gnome Convention. So stay tuned. We'll let you know. All right. See you, man. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Dummy Room. We'll meet you here next week, and we'll have some more fun. Goodbye for now.